Welcome back to the podcast that rocks, the new podcast on YouTube and everywhere else, including Spotify, Spreaker, and Apple Podcasts, that talks about rock, metal, alternative, indie, and every other music genre that I can think of, music-related, and sometimes not because my mind is completely scatterbrained and I can't help it. With me today is a very special guest and someone that I've been following for years, and like I've rarely ever gotten the chance to talk with one-on-one, so this is very cool. Please welcome Pushing Up Roses, and Roses, I'd let you, like you to introduce yourself. So please tell everyone who you are and how they can find you and what awesome things you're including and doing on your channel, as well as now that LeVar Burton follows you. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I'm jealous. I am I jealous. Not, I did not see that coming. I did not I see jealous. that last thing coming. Exactly. Hi, everyone. I'm Pushing Up Roses. Um, I am a YouTuber on the internet. You can find me on YouTube. Search for Pushing Up Roses. It should come up uh, alongside a lot of Murder, She Wrote stuff and gaming stuff. Uh, I primarily talk about retro gaming and retro television, but as some people know, my first love is actually music. Uh, I just never went into that on YouTube because I felt I was a little too close to it. So I went into gaming and retro TV and just in search kind of like music references all the time everywhere in my videos to kind of like satiate that um as far as lavar burton i don't know what to do with myself i don't know how to tweet anymore how do i tweet like a normal person i don't know it's the really next time you even mention star trek it had better be about him or <laughs> it, it has to be i mean you owe him that now just for that follow i mean that's the one i'm kind of like lavar <gasps> burton He's on Twitter. He knows someone. He watches stuff on the internet. <laughs> I was so surprised. Like, I was hoping, because he's pretty active on Twitter, so I was hoping he would see my video. Because he was in a, if, if you don't know, he was in an episode of Murder, Murder Shiro. Shiro. With an amazing haircut, and I, yeah. I did it. Yeah. And I did a video on it, and I, I tweeted him. He retweeted it. And then, like, talked to me a little bit more and then followed me. And then I freaked out. I'm like, oh, God, now what do I do? Like, now what do I do? Right. Now what do I do with my life now okay. that LeVar Burton's following me? And, like, just to, for context, too, we both probably grew up with either Reading Rainbow and Star Trek Next Generation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So think about this. You finally see years later in 2019, you see this man in what? That episode had to have been an 80s episode, by the way. That it was had to have... 87, 86, 80, 87. 87. Okay. Yeah. When you see, I'm going to put like in the top right corner, I'm going to link to Rose's channel. So that way you know exactly what to click on. And I'll put it in the YouTube comments as well. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're on uh, the, the main Rocks website, you'll see the video below this um, his haircut and how he looks is so <laughs> 80s. You just expect like synthesizers and neon lights to start appearing out of nowhere every time he talks. That flat top. It, no, it's, it's immaculate. It's structurally sound. It's it's quite nice. His mustache. I, you know, I should have like featured his mustache too because that was very on point. Like everything was so it was looking. It was like he was styled. He knew how yeah. to present himself back in 87. Man, you thought you liked him with like the Jordy glasses. This is a step beyond his. Oh my gosh! Can you oh imagine gosh. the Jordy glasses with that hair and that mustache? Yeah, right. My... And, and like the the pleasant thing is that he actually I really liked him in that episode. I'm like, oh, he's playing kind of a cool character. I like that, mm -hmm. you know. More versatile than, um, 
Jordy and Star Trek and then telling us about books and things like that too. He has, <laughs> he has a lot more. Yeah, he had to tell us about the little kid books and stuff. I loved him though. He was always great at reading Rainbow. Yeah, he's so, great. Yeah, so that's enough. I I know this hasn't been much music discussion yet. That was we had to nerd out. I needed to bring up that I think that's awesome. LeVar Burton actually Thank follows you. stuff and really supports people. We like it's good to point out people that are positive and really support others online. So that was worth mm -hmm. pointing out just for a minute. So yeah, one, definitely. Yeah, so one thing I wanted to talk about with you, because we've been messaging back and forth, and a festival that's coming up, because I know you love some of the bands, is the Pasadena, Pasadena Daydream Festival yes. in California. This is curated by The Cure themselves. And curated! Sorry. <laughs> oh, roses. It's al almost a joke. I had to. It's almost okay. a joke. I won't, okay. I, won't air horn, I won't play the air horn sound this time, but... <laughs> Next Sorry. time it happens, I might have to. <laughs> and it will happen, probably. Okay, well, don't plan on it. Don't, like, be waiting in the wings just to, like, spring me up with another pun. But oh, puns, puns aren't planned. You just walk into them. They just happen. Okay, gotcha. Spontaneous <laughs> punning. Okay. So with The Cure, though, this is their, like, they selected the bands to be on their own one-day festival in California. The Cure, Pixies, Deftones. These are three big names. Those are big names, yeah. And they're doing it in the Rose Bowl, which is a yes. huge venue. This is not just like some standard festival in a park, which is fine, but this is a big venue for a lot of stuff. So I love The Cure. However, oh, I, I completely bow down to how much you love The Cure more. I love the cure like a lot like do you even know i don't think you even realize no i no, I, i'm aware <laughs> that you love the cure more than me and i love the cure disintegration is one of my favorite albums ever amazing album right uh, cure is such a versatile band they can go from kind of really melancholic stuff to very dark stuff to very heavy kind of more guitar oriented stuff um and I love Robert Smith. I just, he's so Robert. I don't know how else to describe Robert Smith. He's just 100% Robert Smith. <laughs> Mr. Smith is a national treasure and he's not even he from our nation. <laughs> no, no, he, nope. But he's, he's from Crawley, I think, in Crawley, England, okay. uh, which is a town of nothing. Uh, like they really <laughs> wanted to get away from that town. It's like nothing. Um, it, I thought it was interesting that the cure slightly went a little viral not long ago when they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall, Hall of, Fame. of Fame because please of that tell the, quote. You please tell the story because I'm going to try to find the clip and post it on the website <laughs> and have a link to it because it is amazing what Robert Smith did. Please describe in your own words to everyone what happened. So what had happened was uh, the, uh, uh, the Cure was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and usually on the red carpet they have a an interviewer kind of interviewing all the bands. And this woman was a Cure fan. She was excited to talk to Robert. She goes up to him, she's smiling and she's like, <laughs> are you excited? Or something like, something akin to that. Like, are you excited <laughs> as I am? innocent, yeah. Yeah, just innocent. And Robert's, <laughs> Robert's just like, by the way, by the sounds of it, no. Or like by the so how you sound, no, we are not as excited <laughs> as you are. I'm like, oh God, Robert. Uh, but that's just Robert Smith. He's very candid. And it should be noted, if you watch the whole interview, he warms up and he was yeah. excited to be there. You know, he wasn't he wasn't trying to be cold. It was just so hilarious that yeah. he clapped back so quickly. You know, I don't think he I don't think he I honestly don't think he meant for that clap back to be as savage sounding <laughs> as it was either. 
No, Robert's not like that. You know, he's he's really not. But if you listen to the rest of the interview, like he's obviously happy, you know, to be there and excited and flattered. And once Robert gets on stage, it's very clear that Robert is very happy with himself. (laughs) (laughs) He really, he really likes all the praise and like all the audience. And I saw The Cure uh, in Chicago 2016 uh, during the summer. Mm hmm. And they encored for like an hour and a half. The whole show was like three and a half hours, something ridiculous like that. And that's uh, a whole nother set at that point. That's not an encore. No, it was like it. I. It's hard to even call it an encore because they just kept going forever and just playing all these songs. And I love all of them because I'm such a big fan. Um, And then, you know, after it's all done and everyone's clapping and all the goth people are like wooing and swaying. And Robert is so into it. He will stay on the stage and like look around and just take it all in. I'm like, oh, Robert. <laughs> just basking in his own spotlight just that basking. he paid for and brought himself with his band. <laughs> I liked I liked the way that Trent Reznor kind of described him in in his induction speech. He just said that he's just a hundred percent authentically Robert Smith. Correct. That's the best he way. He gets to his do own it. adjective. I think that's a proper way to describe him. I think so too. Yeah. He's I very just, smithy. Very smithy like. I yeah, I just I adore him. Uh I started listening to The Cure after my dad died, which is an okay. interesting time to find a band like The Cure, uh, because their music is all over the place emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so ever since then, I just really connected with them and I'll do I'll do anything to have them come back to Chicago and play again. Like, I will yeah. beg you, Robert. And The Cure is only playing like, I think, like two or three U.S. tour dates this entire year. I don't know why that is. I think they're just. And one of them's they Texas. They seem to be in the U.K. <laughs> one of them's Texas. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, OK, Texas. Yay. Why not to be Chicago? fair, it is Austin City Limits, and that is like the it's not the most hipster festival, but it's right. up there. So I at least see why they're like getting a little oasis pocket of hipster in the middle of Texas for the cure to come to. Yeah. And but I that's think it. Austin is one of the more progressive cities in terms of where you can go in Texas <laughs> and not, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's an oasis. Cities. Yeah, it's an oasis of progressive <laughs> and like they've actually adapted to the world and are yeah. trying to progress <laughs> and move forward. Like, yeah, they've evolved. I don't know about the rest of Texas. I have family in Texas. As far as, as, far as I can tell, they're still nuts. So yeah, um, Texas still has some issues to work out. There's still yeah. some states in the United for people that are listening outside of the country. There are some states in the U S that are still <laughs> slowly trying to adapt to 2019 and, rights and equality and um oh what's what are some other things that texas is missing um (laughs) just basic human discussion and yeah just open-mindedness for one uh (laughs) you can't you can't like trade currency with gun shells and things or bullet shells and things like that that's still texas yeah grammar you know things like that was really mean i'm just making fun of my family now don't mind me oh that's okay i you know what i've i lived in florida for six and a half years i i lived grew up born and raised in missouri i lived in utah i've been all over so i'm fully aware that anyone can make fun of any state at any point now and i'm totally fine with like people making fun of chicago i'm totally aware of chicago's quirks like the super fans on snl they're like my favorite thing ever the bears yeah. oh yeah the bears mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah we do we do talk that way it's true <laughs> <laughs> just the very chicago milwaukee accents that kind of yeah. blends in yeah so, 
Yeah. And one of the cool things about like the bands that The Cure has posted for their own festival, I love Pixies. I am a diehard Deftones fan. Those are not bands that you would normally put together as a top three billing. I was surprised. I'm not going to lie, uh, especially by the Deftones. I haven't, the Deftones were a band I listened to in my teenage angst years. Okay. <laughs> and I liked them then. Uh, and knowing that The Cure kind of chose these bands, I didn't know that they had any connection. I didn't know that they knew each other um, at all. Right. Uh, the Pixies, too, actually. I didn't know that they, they had any connection. So, yeah, man, they must I mean, be over the moon or something to be right. like chosen by The Cure. Pixies, especially Pixies and Deftones, because Pixies are coming back now. They're supposedly going to have a new album in the next year. Really? I didn't yep. know that. They toured with Weezer earlier this year for a few months. Okay. And I can honestly say this, and I totally mean it. It was an hour straight of nonstop playing. It wasn't wow. um, them taking little breaks and talking to the crowd. Huh, so St. Louis, you having a good time? Nothing like that. <laughs> One hour of nonstop music. Yeah. And they sounded amazing. I kind I kind of like it when Robert takes a moment to talk at the mic because it's like <laughs> it's a little different for him though because you know you're gonna get gold no matter what exactly. he says. Exactly. Oh, like can you imagine what he would say in Pasadena, Pasadena in Southern California to everyone who's breathed in a lot of him inhalants? Yes, oh, for God. like ten hours straight in the Rose Bowl, he it could just open up and just completely rip people apart and people would just love it to death <laughs> I, I and i do like in uh in chicago he made a quip like people are always saying they don't understand what i'm saying but i think i'm perfectly fucking clear i'm like whoa Robert. oh boy man he got really upset for like one second then he came like, back to earth. yeah for like one second then he's like all right i'll get the next one here it's old if I forget the words. Like, oh, God, Robert. <laughs> you just sing it for me if I forget the words. And he did. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like, find the words, Robert. Find them. <laughs> uh, there's, like, there's so many musicians in rock and things like that where, like, they'll get really into the stage set before they go on stage. They're, like, they'll pregame a little bit and they won't either take it serious or that's how they get into the performance. I see Robert Smith doing whatever he does based on that day. <laughs> <laughs> if i want to have five cans of beer for breakfast i'm gonna i'm yeah. robert smith he can as far as i'm concerned he can do whatever uh as long as he's not turning into morrissey which is a different different subject altogether robert how smith much pabst man. blue ribbon would he have to drink to turn into morrissey oh god it would oh. Be, uh it would take a lot because yeah. they're on like the opposite ends of the spectrum and they really are cool musicians you know <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of sucks because the Smiths do have a catalog of good music, but it's become almost impossible now to detach the artist from the band. Yeah, it, uh, it's hard for me. Yeah. I, I can't really do it. There are a few songs I like and I still I still appreciate uh, from the Smiths, but I see whenever Morrissey's in the news, you know, he says yeah. really dumb. You and know? like the last thing he said was, I can't be racist or things like that. That was like the first thing for his argument. Yep. That, it's yeah. just how how are you how do you get to that point where you have to start opening up every discussion where you have to defend that every day i don't know i huh. really don't what happened but, to him what happened was he always like this i think he might have always been a, oh. like an asshole but we're, we're figuring it out now because of social media and because he just needs to keep talking and i don't yeah. know why he just needs feels compelled and he's bad at it though <laughs> he's really it's bad awful. at it 
Like, please just stop talking. Oh my God, you're making it worse. Like you Uh, had, you went from having millions of fans to now you have millions of apologists and now you're not going to even have that at one point. Yeah, I he came up recently because he's, I believe he's pro-Brexit and, you know, um, defending the the far right. And it also came up in my news feed was Morrissey apologizes to Robert Smith. I'm like, okay, I got to see what the heck this is. What is I knew they I know they didn't get along, uh, but Robert is kind of a low key musician. He doesn't really talk about his feuds with other musicians. He also had a feud with Susie Sue and he's never talked about it. Uh, I read an interview where someone was like, hey, do you get along with Susie Sue? And he'll be like, no. And then they'll be like, do you want to talk about it? And he'll be like, no. no. <laughs> so he's very low key about that. Yeah. I guess um, Morrissey said that he just said some really bad, rude things to Robert. But he but he but <laughs> he said, though, quote, but I said a lot of things in the 80s and I don't take any responsibility for it. I'm just sorry it happened. I'm like, oh, my God. Ugh. how can and, you explain this to me how can you be sorry without taking responsibility can we count that as an apology i don't think so no i wouldn't either how first of all he's oblivious to how yeah. awful he comes off he is not aware that the things he is saying is so culturally inappropriate and incredibly rude and insensitive yeah. to other people he is not aware how harsh he sounds he's not like to ted nugent level but he's bad yeah yeah, it's hard to get to Ted Nugent. <laughs> level. Yeah. Well, like, well. He might be a little psychotic. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was think, debating like, do I look up like hashtag Morrissey on Twitter just to see all the different things that have gone on? Or do I want to be put in that bad of a mood? Uh, right. No, yeah. it is. Do you ever wonder how that can happen? Like, how can you get into music? You know, something that is kind of so politically driven, but more always has been more progressive especially because it's an art it's entertainment how do musicians end up this way like do you ever like think like that's impossible right how and did you end up this way and for everyone that's like well i'll make the argument of well they started out at a different time where it wasn't that mm-hmm. publicized and you didn't know this about people can you imagine a band like that now in 2019 making it big and that's what the singer or like a band member is saying yeah, exactly. They'd yeah. be slaughtered. Ugh. They would yeah. never survive. No, never. I mean, they would just be obliterated everywhere. They'd be outcasted. And it's because, well, the Smiths, come on. Yeah. Ugh. It's so strange because the Smiths always struck me as a very artistic, kind of empathetic sounding band. And yet Morrissey is such an asshole. Like, it's yeah. such a conflict to me, you know? And it never, and they never once, the Smiths music never once left an impression on me saying they were like culturally backwards or mm-hmm. right. politically prohibitive to human rights and things like that, too. Right, right. Never, ever, ever thought that. But apparently, yeah, that's totally what they always felt for. And that's what kind of makes me scratch my head and go, and what happened to this man? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I always thought that like ever since things have been more, you know, candid and frank on social media that I would be devastated if something like that happened with Robert Smith, but he right. uh has since come out as like, you know, anti-Brexit and I'm like, oh, "Okay. He's not yeah. Morrissey. Come on." <laughs> no, he he could like, Robert Smith can like drop those um red carpet interviews like not as excited as you things every day <laughs> to different people and still yeah. not be Morrissey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm glad people kind of like 
I'm glad people saw the novelty of that quip of that interview and yes. they weren't like, oh, what an asshole. Cause like, that's not, that's not Robert. Like, he's exactly. Not they, it, it was, it's a beyond dry humor and sarcasm. And it's, I don't even know how you get that dry. I'm failing to think of an analogy that would actually perfectly describe him. It's just like that British dryness. Yeah. I think that's kind of where, where it's stemming from. Also, he did a lot of drugs in the 80s. <laughs> So yes, maybe he, did. He, just, he just does not give a fuck. Maybe <laughs> it's just because it's still trending. It's still like trails in the system. Like it's just residual <laughs> monotone voice. Can't really have inflection, but he still has the sense of humor. Like he's still getting it out of a system though. Indeed. And you know what? He's still rocking that hair and that lipstick. Respect. Respect. Oh yeah. He yeah. was ahead of his time, by the way. He was so I'm far sure. ahead of his time. Oh yeah. Just I definitely. The cure in general. So yeah, I don't know. I think, Robert Smith really, um, he was an icon at a time where that fa both that fashion and that music, that whole genre was not appreciated. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just, I, yeah. I appreciate him in a musical way and an artistic way and a fashion way, mm -hmm. even though he's again so low key about yeah, that. He, he really, is. he doesn't talk about it. He doesn't talk about why he wears the makeup he does or why he styles his hair the, the way he does or what inspired it or anything. Like, yeah. it just is. That's just how it is. That's true. And yeah, yeah he so. makes it work, too. If other people tried to do that now in 2019, it would be pretty rough. Yes. You would be instantly memed. But you know what? Maybe that's a not trend that needs to come back. I can't pull that off with my crazy hair, but <laughs> I welcome other people to take pictures and see if they can do that for the Pasadena Daydream yes, Festival. It. Oh, my gosh. Cosplay as Robert Smith. Yes, do it. Do you, oh, have what? you seen Robert Smith in that like polka dot shirt with the crazy hair? Yeah. That's, that's what I think of when I think of like peak Robert Smith. Like this is what I would wear. If that's like a, and Smith. that's like the brighter version of Robert Smith. That's too. the brighter version. Yeah. That's like the happier, upbeat. It's Saturday <laughs> and everyone's happy, Robert Smith. <laughs> it, it does exist. Like people don't, th I don't know if people have like a, basic notion of the cure but their emotional range is all over the place you know it, they can, he can yeah. be very sad he can be happy he's got some like overly happy songs he's got some upbeat jams me. he definitely yeah. does the cure has yeah. always been like that yeah. so robert smith's an icon what is morrissey has been <laughs> <laughs> well done Rosas. oh god <laughs> Well done. You've redeemed yourself for that cure curates line. <laughs> Nailed it. Yay, go me. Okay, so that's literally the first word that came to mind. I'm like, yep, you know, has been. <laughs> yeah, no, that really is accurate too. And, yep. and his now his legacy is gonna be beyond tainted. So that's oh, just yeah. I, yeah. I don't think he can come back, honestly. It's just ruined. No, because you know? he's gonna—he's not done talking. He's not done tweeting. He's not done with these interviews. He's, <laughs> he's gonna keep going. No, nope, he has to. He has to keep talking to live, apparently. Oh, oh man. That's can you imagine? For you. Oh, boy. When it comes to the elections in 2020, I'm sure he's gonna have a lot to say. I bet. I, I'm oh. sure the others will, too. The Nuge, oh, yeah. Nuge as he used to be called, and uh, oh. Kid Rock and, and people like that. Yeah, um, just to side trail on that, mm -hmm. the president of the United States used Ozzy Osbourne's crazy train. We're on it, the same. I was just going to bring that up. We're on the same page. I yes, got the press did. release um, sent to me from Ozzy Osbourne's camp. Uh, Sharon Osbourne made a direct statement saying they're sending a cease and desist to the president and the GOP saying, 
never use our music again. Ah, Sharon, yes. Oh, okay. I gotta find it. Oh man, because like it's it's so such a perfectly well written. It's short, but it's so well written. I'm gonna have to like it's, edit just a little bit. Short. Okay. Yep. The title of the like the press release statement about Donald Trump's unauthorized use of Ozzy Osbourne's crazy train. Sharon Osborne's statement on behalf of Ozzy Osbourne in what it amounts to a Trump-Pence political ad. Based on this morning's unauthorized use of Ozzy Osbourne's crazy train, we are sending notice to the Trump campaign or any other campaigns that they are forbidden. They use the word forbidden. I love that. From using any of Ozzy Osbourne's music in political ads or in any political campaigns. Ozzy's music cannot be used for any means without approvals. In the meantime, I have a suggestion for Mr. Trump. Perhaps he should reach out to some of his musician friends. Maybe Kanye West, Kid Rock, or Ted Nugent will allow use of their music. <laughs> and that's it. That's how the press release ends. Saying, hey, maybe you should use Kanye West or Kid Rock or Ted Nugent <laughs> instead. That's so helpful. Oh, it's just so helpful. She's giving suggestions. Yeah, I, th did, I think it's great. Yeah. By the way, did you ever see that picture when uh, President Trump took office and he had uh, Kid Rock, Ted Nugent, and uh, Sarah Palin in the office with him? Yeah, it's surreal. It, it looks like so a crappy sitcom. It's awful. It's just like, what is life? It right looks now. Like, what is this? I want to have to, like, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to write a note. I want to post the picture on it so that we can see. But it was like picture. Bizarro World. No, it was. It was. So and weird. they were all posing. Like, again, it looks like <laughs> the front image of the world's stupidest sitcom where, like, a Saturday Night Live parody was going to happen. But it was really them. Yeah, no, it was really them. It is so, it, it's just bizarre. It, it's weird to look at. That's another musician. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like Kid Rock. Because um, I was in junior high when all of the kids were listening to like Ba Wada Ba. Me too. Yeah. He just seemed so like into that rock and roll life and rebellion. And it's like, and then I heard him quoted as saying like, yeah, Trump will make a good president because he's all business. I'm like, when were you ever about business? Right. <laughs> Kid Rock. And then he started making <laughs> pro-Trump merchandise. And oh, selling it no. at his concerts. Oh, did you not see that? Oh, yeah. They're foul, too. Oh, no. Oh, my God. What is he thinking? Oh, I got to send you the links now, man. Kid Ew. Rock Trump merchandise. No, because I posted this like on one of the videos I made for him. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, this is bringing back memories. Okay. I'm going to see if this works in Discord. I'm sending you the link right okay. now. Did okay. he... You can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know how long he did this, but did he ever rescind anything that he said? Nope. He did not. Okay. Nope. Right. Curious. Wow, See if that I link works. If not, you just have to do the Kid Rock Trump merchandise. But the Let's second see. one... I'm just going to read this out loud for people. Oh, while no, you're looking. I can see it. Oh, okay. I can see it. Here's the first. Arnold Trump. The D is missing because it's in everyone's mouth. Every hater's mouth. My God. Okay, and then do you see the one of the map with the red and blue? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and read that one off so that way, and just describe that. I want to hear your, because uh, there's a picture below him of Kid Rock actually wearing the shirt too. Hang on, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get it bigger here. Yeah, go ahead. No, it's, yeah, it's worth the wait, I promise. It's... I want to hear, hear your reaction. <laughs> so, for the map one? Yeah. Is it has red say... and blue. Does that so the red is United States of America and then Correct. the blue is dumb fucking Stan? 
a stan, like a country. Like like, a, like some fucking stan. Yeah. yeah. Oh my oh my god. Yeah, he was selling all these at his concerts. He probably still does too, because I know he's touring later this year. And at the <laughs> the website I'm I found this that image on. It's in an article and it says Kid Rock is now selling pro-Trump merchandise. They're just as bad as you think. Yes. And the my favorite, like I say favorite and use that term however you want to see fit, is the one that said God, guns, and Trump. I see that. Yep. God, guns, and Trump. Man, if there's <laughs> any other way to describe Kid Rock. So uh, the map one though, with the dumb fucking stand, that, oh, how is that even funny to to even like racist people like that's just nothing that yeah just it really i don't get it either so also <laughs> like, what? so kid rock's never gonna tour in illinois or uh minnesota now because he has Good. that's what he calls him yeah i know Stay out of Lucky illinois. You. we don't want you chicago don't want you <laughs> dang it dang it missouri's always a swing state because i'm in st louis yeah but like outside of st louis and kansas city missouri is deep red and like the smaller locate like population mm -hmm. parts yeah, yeah. But then you go to Texas and Florida and and you have the South and stuff. They probably do eat this up. Man, look at look at Illinois. We're just a blue and a sea. You really are. Of, of, that's because we have Chicago. Because Chicago's just so it's it's a progressive city and it's big. It's a big part of Illinois. Yeah, and Southern Illinois is very different than Chicago. To be fair, it is. Chicago is more populated, and then Southern Illinois is just that's a highway that's an and experience. farm. Oh, yeah. I've driven through. It's highway and farm. That's it. Yep. You can see some cows, maybe. <laughs> if you're lucky. If it's not, if, if the weather's not bad. <laughs> maybe there's a cornfield. There's Ugh. no hills because it's, it's Illinois. Flat. Yeah, yeah, there's flat, boring Ugh. stuff. See, and that's the thing about Kid Rock, too. And I've never been a fan of Kid Rock's music. He relies on sampling everyone else's music and then him badly rhyming over it. Do you want to know what my like least favorite song in the world is? Okay, yes. What it's is it? It's that Kid Rock sampled song with uh, Werewolves of London and Sweet Home Alabama. Do you know oh, what I'm Oh, yeah. About? I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have an active... I'm a music person, and I try not to gatekeep with music because it means a lot to me, but I yeah. will actively just get angry if that song yeah. comes on the radio. I'm like, what is this abomination? And they play... And it got radio play, too. I remember that song being highlighted by a lot people like stations not maybe not that many stations but still getting decent like rotation and airplay yes why because of kid know. rock and it's a sample and that's it because oh well kid rock southern guy sweet home alabama first of all he's from michigan but huh, <laughs> so southern guy oh, that's the other thing too like he flies the confederate flag at all his shows talks mm -hmm. about how he loves the south he's from michigan that i i didn't know that I did yeah. not know he was Detroit. from Detroit. Yeah, just like the suburbs, the wealthy suburbs of Detroit. Wow. He also talks about being a man of the people, but then he talks about, like, he's given stories, like he would hang out with people, and then his dad would come to pick him up for his orthodontic, uh, orthodontist <laughs> meetings and things like that. Like, no, I'm one of you, even though I, like, just had all these, like, he had just as many breaks, too. And that Devil Without a Cause album was not his, like, debut. Like, he had been around right. for, like, eight, seven or eight years before then. Wow, so so edgy, kid. I know, rock. right? He had to rely. He thought, <laughs> when he's like, oh, if I could rip off other bands like Metallica and stuff, I could just sing over it. Then I could be famous. <laughs> yeah, I think I think what he was doing with the sampling was he was taking classics that people have loved forever, and that got him an in. It's like, oh, yes. Sweet Home Alabama, that's a classic. Oh, Werewolves of London, what a novel song, you know. So he 
he kind of preyed on people's like interests and nostalgia, really. To, yeah. Fast forward to 2016. Man, people really aren't thinking about me anymore. How do I get attention? <laughs> yeah. Who, who's for running real. for president? Okay. Do you remember when he did a collab with Sheryl Crow? Sure do. That that's that that one single called Picture or Photo or pic, something like Picture. I'm looking it up, yeah, because I I can't yeah. remember the name of the song, but I remember them. That got a lot of airplay because Sheryl Crow too. Like, why are Sheryl Crow? What are you doing? I think she's like horrified by yeah. what's happening now. At least, like, I, well, think, I yeah, think and that's what I'm thinking statement. too. This and this was like what I don't even remember. Yeah, Picture is the name of the song, yeah, and this picture. was a while ago too. Because this was, oh, I want to, this was like mid 2000s, maybe? Yeah, it was a long time ago. So, right. like, so I could see why Cheryl would be like horrified later. And this is Cheryl Crow's right after her heyday, too, when she was still yeah. a huge name demanding billions of dollars and getting these mm -hmm. tours and stuff. Jeez, Cheryl, come on. People love you. Cheryl, no. Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Roses, we weird. need a time so machine weird. to save Cheryl Crow. That's the only reason. I would do it. Like I yeah, loved I Cheryl Crow when I was stop young. her from yeah, stop her from walking into the recording studio. It's like, wait, no, you don't know what you're doing. Do not do this. Then you sh we show her the picture of Kid Rock with Ted Nugent and Donald Trump in the White House. <laughs> She'll be like, what's this? Why is what? this billionaire in the White House? What, what kind of junk are you showing me? Who made this photo? And like, it seems fake, you know? Yeah, it, just it does. Seems so surreal. Oh my gosh, that fake. photo, even it's years old now, but still looking at that photo, you just like stare to go like, but what? Yeah. How? Who? And the, that poor photographer is probably trying not to either laugh or was just like really <laughs> regretting his life. Yeah, for real. Oh, oh I want to get out of here. This is the worst job I've ever had. Uh, this is your legacy now. You are the one who yeah, you, this you took this photo. <laughs> You're always remembered. Every great photographer is always highlighted by taking one great photo. Yep. That poor person. Oh, this man. This is your photo. This is going to end up in like history books and people. You're on the <laughs> You're on the back of this photo. Your metadata is all over it. Oh no, no. Also, he had to listen to whatever conversation those that group of people was happening for that like half hour. I wonder what that was like. Oh my gosh. Like to be a fly on the wall, to hear the educational discourse and <laughs> intelligent conversation. Yeah, right. Like, and I, does Donald Trump even like music? Like, he just doesn't strike me as somebody who cares that much about the arts in general. If I think if like the band or artist like is about him or like supports him, then he'll totally promote it. It's more of like a business trade off type thing. Yeah, it is. It, I mean, that's what I feel like these musicians are doing in the yeah. first place. I don't think they even care to, like, especially with Ted Nugent and Kid Rock, yeah. they're not making music, really. No. So they're not promoting music or anything like that or looking for an opportunity to play. Uh, it's just like a business transaction. It's very, like, clinical and kind of cardboardy, you know? Right. Yeah. And I think like the days of Rage Against the Machine really are few and far between now where like you have a band that really is there to fight the system. Fever three 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 is the closest, but they're not so much fighting specific people as they are actual causes. Yeah, and we're kind of not in a very punk phase no. at the moment either. So nothing and it's I'm kind of just because of the political climate and kind of where we are today with overwhelming social media, I've been kind of getting into more very happy type of mm -hmm. pop music i i watch a lot of todd in the shadows and he said something that kind of struck with me he was actually getting tired of depressing summer hits and so whenever a very poppy 
summer hit is out that is what he clings to that's what i've been clinging to as well it's like oh it's a happy summer hit i like it you know it's a big deal one recommendation i would have is of monsters and men is one of my favorite bands they're more indie like Mm -hmm. lighter rock they're from iceland they had the big hits back in like 2012 with um oh man all the songs like little talks and mountain Mm -hmm. sound like you might have heard the music i would recommend you the song alligator I, I shall look it up. It's It came out a month ago. Their new album comes out, um, I believe, at the end of July. This is their first album in four years. That is the upbeat, feel-good summer song, and it's so great. I need I need that in my life. Like yeah. I said on Twitter, I made the highly controversial tweet, since I am a goth, punk, inked-out person, mm-hmm. that I liked Ed Sheeran. And people are like, is this code? Do you need help? <laughs> are you kidnapped? You're actively kidnapped. We have to go to Chicago. <laughs> I said that like not really I, I like one of his songs it's just really happy it's called I Don't Care with a really goofy green screened music video it's just a very light hearted like okay I kind of like this I said that almost liking the person more than mm-hmm. the music I'm like that guy just seems like a nice guy <laughs> okay Ed like, Sheeran I, really does look like you know? looks like I've never met him looks like the type of guy where if you even like looks like a little bit uncomfortable or disconcerned about something he would stop his whole day to help you settle your problem <laughs> and that's what I need in my life that is what I need in my life you, you need know? Ed Sheeran as your life coach I need Ed, she- Ed Sheeran are you listening I need you I'm a woman on the internet I'm a woman youtuber and I need guy allies and I hope he hears this and he is now my ally I can try Right, I tried. I, you know, I feel like you have enough of a following where he would give you, like, he would actually pay attention to you if you said that. (laughs) I think you. I think you. I see. I'm sure he's on. Oh, come on, he has to be on Twitter. Ed Sheeran, I love you. Okay, well, if you start your uh, you start your comment like that, he won't pay attention ever. That's true. No, that's true. I and I would know. I should know that because a lot of uh, a lot of you are a woman on the internet. Yes, you get that quite a bit. I'm willing to bet. Do you want to know like what the most like frequent opener is for me? Yes. Oh, please don't. I, as long as it's not send nudes, which I'm sure it's not. Is off. I do. Okay. I do get that. Not. I'm, a, yeah, I'm sure, but uh. not as much because I'm a little bit older. You know, I'm a wise person on the internet. I'd like to think I have garnered respect. Uh, Careful the, about saying older. We're the same age. <laughs> I it, older is isn't. I'm not twenty anymore. Okay, fair you enough. Know, We're both twenty five. There we go. Exactly. Exactly. Just a few <laughs> years more. like the most common opener i get is i (laughs) i love pushing up roses i wish you were my girlfriend what do i do with that what do i do with this uh, uh, that's almost sincere and sweet but it's still creepy because you know that's not coming from like a 10 or 11 year old right exactly no it's coming from people my age and it's like i know there's like a parasocial thing going on because you know who i am you're seeing at least one or two facets of who I am online. Right. So you think that you you know me. It probably feels like you do. But sir, I have only just seen this tweet today. Like now. I don't know who you are. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> what? Or uh, some are even more direct, you know, like, oh, if you were in the area, I would take you out and do things to you. I'm being tame, uh, by the way. These are tame. I know. These are Listen- tame. I listen, I appreciate I appreciate that you're not like calling people out by the way, even though some 
probably deserve it. But I can't even imagine the actual filth you get sent and people expecting a response. Like for you to reply back, oh yeah, meet me at 424 blah blah street. I'll be waiting. <laughs> what did these people expect? I dare anybody to say that to my face. I dare you. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. If these people got the like got away board and actually saw you in person in public somewhere do you think they would talk to you like that no nope. i'm frightening in person <laughs> <laughs> you would be if they said that to you and i i have a slight reputation for calling out assholes on twitter as well so mm -hmm. that actually kind of i feel like my words hold a lot of a lot of weight uh my boyfriend always told me that i have this uncanny ability to get trolls to apologize to me on the internet it is true i i can get people to do that i just i have a way with words i guess getting uh, I mean, anyone to I apologize on twitter for anything is a superhuman ability the other day, one, like, ran away from me. Like, they gave up. Like, a troll huh. gave up on me. That's pretty impressive, too. Like, like they, had to, they had to go back to their cave. <laughs> they had cave. to leave. I'm like, you're running away? Why? Curses. <laughs> I have to regroup. <laughs> <laughs> I have to regroup. Oh, God. Yeah, I... I... <laughs> If, if people, and I, I get a lot of things like, oh, I don't believe that's actually happening. There's no way you're getting that, you know, level of intensity. But I invite anybody to look into my reviewed comments section on YouTube. Because you ain't going to like it. It's not good. It is not good stuff. It's not good. So. Like, I do a video every year now where I just go some of my favorite comments some of them are hilarious but some of them are extremely mean-spirited because yeah. people disagree with me and you know what i don't care like what you like but at the same time i fully aware i am fully completely aware that the hate and bile that i get is nothing not even a fraction of like a female youtuber who mm -hmm. does things regularly and has an audience no, Not it's, even close. it's it sucks. Like we all get it. And I, and I know that like people who are YouTubers and my colleagues alongside of me, we all get crap. It's part mm -hmm. it's part of it, unfortunately. And we fight it, you know, the way we can. The dynamic is different. I certainly probably get more rape threats than my male colleagues, if any. I don't know if they actually get any. I don't think so. I get death um, threats, but I do not yeah. get rape threats. So yeah, it thinks of yeah, things of that nature. So the dynamic is different, you know, being, right a woman on youtube Ugh, yeah so sorry God this is totally depressing <laughs> i know all right we I need that alligator song and we need the happy songs from the cure <laughs> ed sharon i'm gonna go tweet him ed sharon these people keep hitting me up on twitter and i just <laughs> by the way i looked it up for you he's his twitter isn't active but he's active on instagram oh i'm going for it okay I got, you know what i got some like real cute like risque photos on insta Looks He's like you should see start... those and be like so like lured mm -hmm. by my. What you need to do is like, just start at, like commenting on his photos like <laughs> gradually, you know, and, and leaving I'll good. I'll be respectful. I'll be so yeah. Respectful. Leave good replies to get his attention, like get get him to laugh or get him something like that. And then when he finally starts following you, I'm gonna know because I'll hear the screaming and squeeing from Chicago. <laughs> this guy, I'm kind of not a fan of, but I think he's talking to me. <laughs> That's how it would go. It'd be amazing. Your, your boyfriend's like, oh, Ed Sheeran's following you, huh? I can yeah. tell. <laughs> I know. That is how he would respond, actually. He's like, oh, another guy is lusting over you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's that's just how it is on the internet. But just for anybody wondering, because I talked about those comments, I'm totally fine. By the way, yeah. I don't need any, you know, comfort. Um, because I definitely know how to slay and when to do it. Roses knows how to talk, put people in their place. It's quite nice. I wish it never had to come to that because people shouldn't talk like talk to roses in the first place. But roses can defend herself. Yeah, I can. It's it's always nice to have allies and stuff like that. But you know, it doesn't bother me. Um, A new follower, uh, because I've I've gotten quite a new. I've rebranded recently, so I've gotten a new following. A new follower went out of their way to tell me, oh, Roses, don't talk to the trolls. You're just, it's too hard mentally. And I'm like, first of all, what? How do you know my mentality and how much I can take? And how do you know that? Second of all, I've been doing this for nine years and I've endured because I've spoken my mind. It's not because I bottled up. You know, I'm still here, like doing videos and talking to people. And it's not because I kept quiet. That's for sure. Exactly. Uh, I think I'd go crazy if I had to be quiet and not like slay people on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Again, you know, trolls want a reaction, but they don't want the yeah. reaction where they're put in their place. So yeah. that has to happen though. Yeah. And and it's strange because people, and I'm sure you've heard this a lot as well as a content creator or you want to call yourself. I don't know. I don't know what to call myself. I don't yet. know what YouTuber to call myself creator. either. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not really sure. We'll go with YouTuber or something. Yeah, there you go. But people often tell us that it's like, oh, well, don't let them win the game. And I'm like, what game? What yeah. game is being played? I don't care how they feel. I only care about how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel better when I'm yelling at someone. People agree to play games and their games are supposed to be fun and play with each other. That's not a game when you're trying yeah, to like anonymously attack someone or hit on someone in an extremely inappropriate way. Yeah, there's no winning in that quote win. I don't care if they think they win. I only care if I won. you know, like I only care if I feel good, you know, about myself. So, yeah, exactly. So I know you mentioned going to the music side of this going. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Nine Inch Nails before. I know Uh, you talked about this a little bit before. What did you think of the Ashley O, a.k.a. Miley Cyrus cover of (laughs) Nine Inch Nails and Like a Hole? So I'm a huge Nine Inch Nails fan. I love Mm -hmm. Trent Reznor and I love his music. I love him as a person, super brilliant. And I went into this video and I didn't know what it was at first. Like it was kind of, I'm like, oh, I know that song, but why? Why do I know this song? It's not the same lyrics, but it's something. And then I realized it was head like a hole. (laughs) And then I listened to it like a hundred times. I'm like, wow, I love this. This is weird. It's just too weird to not like i think um because it's got that kind of disturbing nine inch nails undertone to it you really can't take that out of it it does and, it still has yeah. that industrial vibe for sure and then it's got these poppy lyrics but they're they're kind of happy but they're not because it doesn't really sound happy i i loved it i thought it was yeah. really catchy and i guess trent reznor liked it as well mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that's cool trent reznor seems like a cool guy he's kind of kind of dorky like that. yeah trent like first of all like the song i if i'm correct was i kind of supported all along with the black mirror episode that miley was mm-hmm. a part of i don't know if they were tied together but i know this was like around the same time because miley cyrus was in an episode of black mirror right 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 yeah my girlfriend is a big black mirror fan she's got like i want to get more into it she was the one that showed me an episode and i loved it and i heard like oh there's a miley cyrus episode now and and i don't remember what my girlfriend said about it but at the same time i think going back to the music side of this trent Mm -hmm. reznor has had let people cover his music before and it works out great it does doesn't it yeah like yeah the johnny cash cover um, mm-hmm. 
I'm like blanking now, but no, I, I feel like Nine Inch Nails songs are great to cover for they some are. reason. And it, it's the, actually Hurt is the only cover where they sped up the song and I really liked it. And I thought it yeah. sounded a little bit better and more intense, kind of sped up that yeah, way. I get um, that. Yeah. A lot of people cover closer, a lot of bands and yeah. they work well too. Like you hear female vocalists perform closer now and things like that too. And they work. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that's what's about someone ahead of their time. Trent Reznor, Nine Inch Nails, yeah. always, always. Ahead he was of in time. the late '80s when Nine Inch Nails started too. People don't get that. People think like, oh, they just came back like the late '90s, right? No, no, no. it's surprising, isn't it? Yeah, because like heyday, like when you think downward spiral and stuff, when he's finally starting to clean himself up and he's still producing this amazing music. Look at from '94 to now he's releasing mm -hmm. eps with saxophones in them he's yeah, still going wildly creative stuff his brain is not just like cat like he's not just cashing in playing the favorites and mm -hmm. touring with that just to make money no he is still actively in the studio with atticus and making stuff whether that's movie soundtracks his own music whatever he just cannot he is not content with sitting still and just collecting royalties yeah, I, I get the sense because I've seen several interviews with him. I get the sense that he just really enjoys what he's doing. Frills or no frills. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I really enjoyed listening to him as he inducted the cure. He seemed like a very genuine type and, yeah, you know, said I normally wouldn't be here. I normally don't even support the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because the cure right. wasn't in it. And then he's like, I'm happy to eat my words. And I'm like, I like you, Trent. I like mm -hmm. you, Trent. Rock and roll fame is always a bit of a hit and missing. It's always interesting for me to see every year who's nominated and who gets in because every year it's always a wild mixed bag of who? And <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's always, it is always like a wide variety of absolutely. They should have been in 10 years ago all the way to yeah. what does LL Cool J and Janet Jackson <laughs> have to do with this? Oh man, though, I loved janet's uh janelle monet inducted janet and man what a powerful speech if you yeah, haven't yeah. seen that um if anyone who's listening hasn't seen that speech it's kind of hard to find online i think i think trent reznor uploaded his yeah um but other people haven't quite they're not uploaded anywhere officially yet but if you can find it it is a powerful speech like yeah they did on. the live stream of it like when it was happening the actual induction ceremony and yeah. stuff i haven't seen all of it since though Oh man, it's so great. Yeah. And then there's there's some things I go back and I didn't even know they were in the Rock and mm -hmm. Roll Hall of Fame. Like you can correct me if I'm wrong. Are the cars in Roll Hall of Fame? I believe so, yes. And I didn't know that. Yeah. Like all this time, I'm like, oh, the cars are gonna get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and they're in there already. Yeah, yeah uh, 2018. So it was very recent oh, they actually went in. Okay, just last year. Okay. okay. Yeah. Cause I remember them saying because I remember someone else bringing that up too, and they finally went in because they performed as well. Oh, they did. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. So I'm it's looking, just Rick I just, Ocasek doing the lead. I, I, I believe so. Guy. Yeah. I'm look. Yeah. I just I literally just quick Google search and they have video clips of Cars, Rock and Roll Hall of Flame, Hall of Fame, Hall of Flame. Ooh, that sounds it, fun. Yeah. <laughs> Hall of Flame. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the Killers, Brandon Flowers inducted them. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. That's yeah. that's kind of cool. I like that. I dig that. Yeah. So they're definitely in it. There's a lot of bands that should be. I remember uh, my favorite story about like who should be in it in it when Pearl Jam got inducted in and the performance, the guitarist 
had like clothes on that had the list of all the bands and names he felt should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Nice. It was like head to toe, just tons of different artists and bands. It was actually pretty awesome. That's a great way to use a platform, you know, right. like where people can see you and you can make your statement. Yeah. Um, I still really think the uh, the monkeys should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame controversial decision i know i but, remember like, like one of the first times i talked to you, you said you are a huge Mon the monkeys fan huge like expert level yep okay see and that's like new that's like <laughs> uh, that's out of my realm i've never been that big into the monkeys i've never had anything against what i've heard either right right okay oh they got an amazing story i'll have to I'll another podcast or something where okay, we just for the future, yes you have an open invite by the way for another episode oh, but you. yes to actually go into the behind the music, the old VH1 episodes of the monkeys. Oh man, I've watched it a million times. I just huge, I remembered that one playing fan. over and over again because that's what that's yep. why I brought that. One, so yeah, any any documentary that has ever been made on the monkeys, I have it. I have it recorded. I've seen it. I've read that's it. That's impressive. Like, no, it's really intense. Like if, and the monkeys <laughs> were like a well documented band back then too because that was yeah. the show. Yep, and I have opinions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so. so many. Okay, before we go into the next topic, um, is there anything that you would love to share about the monkeys? If there was like a quick thing. Oh my gosh. The I know I put you on the spot. Once, I know, I got it, I got it. The monkeys once opened for Jimi Hendrix and when they, or I'm sorry, Jimi Hendrix opened for the monkeys at one of their concerts. And while Jimi Hendrix was playing, the audience was going crazy and they would keep uh, chanting Davy whenever he said Foxy Lady. So when Jimi sang Foxy Lady, the audience would be like, Foxy Davy. And Jimi Hendrix got so infuriated that he just kind of left the stage. <laughs> And that's the time when Jimi Hendrix opened for the monkeys. I have never heard that before. You're that welcome. sounds like a pro wrestling crowd trying to troll <laughs> who's on state on the ring. Oh my god. Yeah. Well the, Foxy the monkeys Davey. were Foxy Davy. Yeah, the, the, the monkeys were big music guys, like especially Mickey Dolans. He had seen Jimi Hendrix play and he really wanted to get him to open for the monkeys, even though the monkeys were typically sunshine pop or yeah. just very poppy. Um, there was a yeah, there's a big dichotomy yeah. between Jimi Hendrix and yes. the monkeys. But they were still music guys. They really wanted to be artistic. They, you know, they liked other bands. And, uh, you know, Mickey really loved Jimi Hendrix. So they got him to open. And he was just like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming this was not a tour. This was a one-time thing. I believe it must have been, yeah. Because I don't think he came back. <laughs> yeah. I think when he left off that stage, he like actually promptly got in his car and said, screw you guys. Like, go you, Jimi Hendrix. You agreed to open for the Monkees, and that's awesome. Um, yeah. But <laughs> I I would understand if you wouldn't like that type of audience. This is all teenage girls at the time. Exactly. You know? That's like the loud, swooning teenage girls, like what the Beatles yeah. played, and you just hear yep. four minutes of screaming. Not just cheering or wooing. No, full-on screaming for the yes. band. And it's just like, how would anybody enjoy going? Beatles concert or any of the yeah the you can't hear the you can't hear yeah. the music there's no way yeah you're just there to like scream with other women and pass out exactly it sounds like the audience much, is you know? actively on fire yep <laughs> just screaming for their life and the monkeys were the same and there were other bands back then too but yeah I just remember the Beatles like there were still clips of that all over YouTube with like uh, the Beatles playing shake like uh, twist and shout mm -hmm. and you just yeah. hear like seven minutes of women 
like full on crying, openly weeping and screaming for this band. Yeah. It's such a weird thing. And like, people are like, why are they being so dramatic? And I think it's because when you're in kind of like a concert setting, you're kind of, your adrenaline is going Mm -hmm. and the stimulus is so high and the excitement is so high. Yep. You can pass out and cry and like, yeah, it, it happens. And that's and that's not like a, just a bad thing in the '60s. Like people do that still, like for bigger names. And like I remember just like back when the boy band cra- craze was huge. Like people like there were that were doing that for like New Kids on the Block and NSYNC and mm-hmm. things like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it's just you know music does has that effect on people. Sometimes you get like when you go to a concert, you're there for the one band or eight, mm-hmm. sometimes a couple bands, but still that's it, and that's what everyone else is there for. Also, yeah, exactly. It instantly becomes like a cult-like atmosphere and it's just that type of setting where it really puts you in that mindset like oh my gosh these four people that are going to be on stage the ones that i've listened to are finally going to be right in front of me yeah i went to a depeche mode concert a couple years ago and that's kind of what you're describing is like you feel this energy and connection and you're all kind of chanting to this song and like coming together it's such an interesting environment you know that must have been an interesting concert to Depeche Mode and like mm-hmm. the man. I see. I've never seen Depeche Mode live. Um, I could. I can only imagine the setting for that too, though, because that's not going to be like a wild, raucous crowd. It was interesting. Uh, it was that is wild. such a polite way. Bless yeah. you for putting it that way. <laughs> it was interesting. No, it was like it was more like everyone was kind of vibing on energy okay. because Dave Gahan knows how to put on a fucking show. He will like sway around and twirl and shake his butt <laughs> and rile oh, us. Oh, I bet there was some know? swaying in that crowd too. <laughs> there was. <laughs> oh my oh, god! It was great. No, it was so great. I, I'm a big Depeche Mode fan. I'm kind of a gothy guy a gothy gal so i like all things related you know you can kind of go down and relate all those bands the cure depeche mode nine inch nails uh they're all kind of holding hands to me even even though they're different genres i'm sure someone's gonna clap back at me and be like no it's different genres but they do hold hands like it's like it kind of goes into that shoegaze era too because like um one of the band like one of the artists at uh pasadena's chelsea wolf Mm mm-hmm yeah, she kind of has that vibe too. It's a little heavier and grittier, but yeah, she definitely has that vibe with a lot of her music. Yeah, yeah, they they definitely all share similarities. Yeah, know, so I'm a huge Depeche Mode fan, and, and a lot of Depeche Mode fans them. share a lot of stuff at that concert. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so and that's what's kind of cool about that. So, and one other thing that I want to talk about because I know you were going to go to a concert not too long ago, and these <laughs> concerts keep popping up. And just to talk about like these big '90s and 2000s bands are coming back mm-hmm. and just touring together to play the hits. That's it. One of them that just came through St. Louis was Third Eyed Blind and Jimmy Eat World. Oh, I love them. Like, yeah. I love both of those bands. And that's a big tour that's going on in the United States right now. And it's just, there's so many of those. And what was the concert you were going to go to that, like, um, <laughs> don't they? Was, you, go ahead. It was the Spin Doctors and the Bodines. That like, you is can't intense. get more 90s. Yeah. Man, bust out your Trapper Keeper when you go to that, too. That is right? awesome. <laughs> it did, get, like, it rained a ton, so I didn't end up going. But, yeah, they definitely, Spin Doctors one night, Bodines the next night. Yeah. What? <laughs> Also, I, mean, I didn't even know the Spin Doctors were still doing anything. Yeah, I didn't either. Or the Bodines. What What have right? they been doing? Like, really? Yeah. They're still around? Um, and uh, a few years prior to that, guess who I saw? Who? In, in relation. Smash Mouth. 
Okay, yeah, I know they're still doing <laughs> stuff. They, I, oh, okay, man. one thing I do do appreciate greatly about Smash Mouth, they totally embrace how this All-Star has become a meme and the Shrek stuff has become a meme. They have no problem with it. I think the lead singer kind of hates it, actually. Really? I thought it was yeah. just a totally... I've seen so many posts online saying like how they just appreciate it. And it's like, it's like you see people wearing Shrek masks and stuff to their concerts now. They, he used to hate it, but I think he was forced to come around because he was getting into arguments on Twitter about it. Ooh, that I did not know about. Okay. And then people took that and ran with it because they realized it was bugging him. So yeah, at the concert I went to, people would wear Shrek masks and just yell, play Shrek. <laughs> just to <laughs> come see come on. Singer. Yeah, they did that. Play Shrek. Oh, you want me to just put play the Shrek. movie on for you, you little kids? <laughs> entertain you? <laughs> Bunch of five-year-olds. But I think he's come around to it because he was fine at the concert that I went to. He was, you know, he encored on All Star and they played it for a long time as you do. And it gotcha. was just a weird. And then the, the year after, I wasn't able to go, but my boyfriend went and saw Sugar Ray. And I was kind of jelly of that with, one. With I, Mark I, I McGrath like still doing yeah. everything? Is it still on? That's intense. Because yeah. I remember that album, uh, 1459, and the one mm -hmm. before that, that had, like, Fly on it, that was everywhere back then. Oh, yeah. So that, popular. Yeah. Especially, I remember 1459, like, that was, like, one of the mainstream bridges for that band, like, that went for that yeah. pop rock style after that, and they, you could not pay radio stations to not play them. They had to play them on every hour. Yeah, every, every morning. Every morning, yep. exactly. That song was just completely dominated so many parts of like tv and movies and just beyond the radio airplay too yeah i would have preferred honestly to see them smash mouth because i only know a handful of smash mouth songs but i know several more sugar ray songs and i feel like they're better songs yeah and <laughs> what's crazy so too times I can yeah. hear all <laughs> and yeah exactly and um the crazy thing about like sugar ray they started out super heavy yeah, they did. Wasn't working for them, I guess. It was not. Like, they had, like, one or two songs on an album that was, like, a little bit lighter, more upbeat, not crazy mm -hmm. screaming at guitars. And people started connecting to that. And so they started releasing more songs like that, and they just took off. Mark McGrath became a celebrity. And, like, a like a teeny bopper, like, icon. Like, women oh, loved yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Well, he was a handsome man, too. He I mean, was, he, he, was. he had the look, too, of like every that every <laughs> rock star wish they could have had, you know? Yeah. And he still he is. Had, like, um, he, he has those genetics that don't age. He just can't age. He's like Paul Rudd. God damn it. Men have such like good genes for not aging. <laughs> I'm very jelly. He also had in the day, he had like sparrows on his uh, shoulders, kind of the rockabilly, psychobilly ink. Okay. That, like, no joke, that kind of inspired me. And now I have sparrows on my chest. They're mechanical, so they're better. Okay. But, oh, yeah. steampunk yeah. style. I like Punk. it. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, my girlfriend has many animal tattoos, and, like, one of them's a beautiful crow on her shoulder. So, yeah, I think the bird tattoos are always really well done, usually, when I see them. Oh, it's a good idea. Birds make, tangent, but birds make really great tattoo designs. I actually have a raven on a skull myself on my forehead. So okay. Very classic, very classic design. Very good idea to anybody who's listening and thinking about tattoos. Yes, good idea to get birds. Yeah, my I think my girlfriend. Um, I know you've talked to you briefly on Twitter. Like you and her could probably have a good hour long discussion about tattoos. We should we should talk about tattoos. I should reach out and be like, so tattoos and what's up? Yeah, no, she would talk with you too. She would totally be up for that. Awesome, sounds awesome. Yeah. She just got another. She just got two more piercings on. Uh, man, I cannot remember all the parts of the ear, but like two more on her ears, <laughs> and they look good. So, 
Yeah, you start to memorize them when you have like that many piercings and then you realize how many parts of the ear there yeah. actually are to pierce. There's a lot. <laughs> exactly. Okay. You know how, you know when Mark McGrath was born? No. How? This, when? This when? might upset you when you, uh -oh. when we go back to the genetics thing of like how he doesn't age. Oh no. He was born in 1968. That can't be. He is 51 years old. Oh no. Oh I no. I now would I not can't make even that... bang him. Thanks a lot, Luke. Now he's too old for that. Are you kidding me? It's Mark McGrath. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have limits. As... I'm pretty sure he'd be <laughs> fine with it. Also, he'd be fine, but I'd be like, how old are you again? <laughs> yeah, I, ju I just looked on Wikipedia. Mark Sayers McGrath, born March 15th, 1968. I never would have guessed mm. in a million years he was in his 50s. That's ridiculous. And that's, that's like, intense. Oh my gosh. That's only nine years younger than Robert Smith. And Robert Smith looks ancient. I mean, he did a lot of drugs. Let's give oh, him yeah, a break. Yeah, let's here. be honest. I don't, yeah, I don't think Mark McGrath's body could handle the amount of drugs Smith put in. I don't think anybody could. I'm not sure if Smith could. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne's number one. <laughs> Robert Smith might be a, a several Keith steps Richards. down. Keith Richards. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Are are we sure Keith Richards is alive? Really? I don't know. He might be dead. He I'm might really have mechanical sure. parts, and like it might be. I'm not saying he's a hologram, but he might be more computerized parts inside his system <laughs> at this point. Indeed. Oh, oh my gosh! I'm looking. Richards. I'm looking at the wiki though. That blows me away. How old was Mark McGrath then when like 1459 came out in his 30s? I think he was like a little bit older. It was like one of those things where he kind of hit he his looked, prime. Yeah, you know? he just looked like he was yeah. 25, I guess. Yeah, yeah, he didn't hit his prime until like, you know, a little bit later. Right. Okay. So, so yeah, his Sugar Ray's first album, Lemonade and Brownies, that's the actual uh, title of their debut album, came out in 95. Okay. So he was like 28? 20... Yeah, he was born yeah. in 68, that 95. So yeah, he was about 28 when that first one came out. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, so he was young, th early 30s when, in 1999 when 1459 came out. Wow, I was a teenager, and man, I was lusting. I was like, I am Mark McGrath. <laughs> um, what's changed since then? I don't know. I'm more of a Trent Reznor gal now, you know? Okay, you know, that's very yeah. fair. You've, your um, tastes have matured to like a higher class of musician and yeah. not just every morning. You want more yeah. developments. Yeah, you need yeah. more creativity. I need more out of this. Yeah, yes, I need gotcha. less commercial, more artistic value, more substance. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm so against it, but <laughs> okay. Now I'm super curious. Trent Reznor, Trent Reznor is 54. Yeah. There's only a three three year age difference. I think Trent still looks pretty good. He does. Well, he's ever since he cleaned up, he's taken extremely good care of himself. Yeah, he looks good. Have you have you seen him in the clip where he was in a band called Slam Bamboo? No. Do, do yourself Slam. a favor. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I just typed in slam and then the next thing was bamboo. <laughs> oh, Trent, your hair. You yep. look adorable. He's so cute. Oh look my at him. And his suit, he has a little bolo tie on. I know. <laughs> oh, when was this? What year was this? It was like the 80s right before uh, Pretty Hate Machine. He was it looks like, like the 80s yeah. threw up on him and spit him back out. <laughs> I think he like clashes so weirdly with the rest of the band because yeah, like he is for us. That's like lighthearted Trent, but for the rest of the band, it's like who's that dark guy with the leather? On? What are the what the other four in? guys in Slam Bamboo? Is like man, 
we should have stuck with Trent. What were we doing <laughs> singing this stuff? Yeah. Anyone who's listening, like, do yourself a big favor. Look up Slam Bamboo Trent Reznor and you're not going to regret it. It's going to make your day, maybe your life. I don't know. No, this is alternate universe Trent Reznor. It's amazing, right? They, do not ex- they cannot exist in the same timeline or I don't know how they did. What, what happened in like 1986 <laughs> where he went from this oh to a pretty hate machine? Right? He's just oh. waiting for it too. That's why he like looks like he's being more reserved in the video for it because he's about to drop pretty hate machine and like Yeah. He's like grinning us. he's like, oh, just a couple more months and yep. I'm done with ripping my bolo tie off. <laughs> like, all right, gotta pay my bills and then I can be nihilistic as shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like the picture I took that I showed you that I took in 2017, mm-hmm. just as that of a before and after. Right? Oh my gosh, how is this the same person? He's like so tiny in the Oh yeah. Well, I mean, again, Trent like really bolted up after he started taking care of himself. It's not even so much the size difference. He looks like with his hair, like, Mm -hmm. do you call that comb to the side? I don't know what you call that. You know who else like got like big over time? I hesitate to say buff and it's not, I don't want to say they got like fatter or anything because they didn't, but it's Dave Grohl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That Dave Grohl I just saw, yeah. Bulky? I just saw Foo Fighters two months ago. Yeah. What? I mean, if you go back and look at like the Nirvana days, he's just a stick. He's a twig. Oh yeah. He was he was skin and bones when he was in the Nirvana. And it's like, like he didn't he, he didn't gain weight as much as he's gained bulk. Like yeah. he looks bulky. He just I think that's more just an age thing. You know, I don't it's think gotta he, be. Yeah, because yeah, he's fifty be. years old now. Again, another man who does not age good. that much. Yeah, men don't age. I'm convinced that men do not age. I, I can't take too much because so many people think I'm younger than I am. The thing is, though, for me personally, everyone thought I was way older than I was when I was a teenager. Like when I was 12 and 13, people thought I was 16 and 18. Same here, actually. Yeah. It's, and then it's really, I just really like weird. in my 20s when I was in college and stuff, it really leveled out. And then ever since then, people just think I'm the same age. Yeah. Yeah. And people yeah, think yeah. I'm younger than I am. Okay. Not, yeah, I did too. That's age. what I thought. Also, I mean, we're 25 together, so right. Correct. Sense. Yes. Yeah. I look way younger than that. Though, Can right? someone please update like TV <laughs> tropes on our respective channels <laughs> and things like that? Make sure that actually reflects. Well, we'd really appreciate it. Yep. I would. I would love that if someone would do that. 25. 25. Yes. Everyone. Yes. <laughs> Both. That of counts us. too for the government 25. too. We don't need to update our government records. Just TV tropes. Yeah. That's what really matters. That's Just what TV people check out. Oh my gosh. So yeah, Trent Reznor, Dave Grohl, and Mark McGrath are all like five years apart from each other. That's weird. Isn't that yeah. weird? That's that, weird. Yeah, I never would have thought that in the years. The Mark McGrath thing still blows my mind. Yeah. Man. Like even just thinking about like Robert Smith being like a few years older. He's 60 right now. Yeah. It's just weird that they all were kind of around, kind of overlapping each other musically. It's right. strange to think about. Yeah, and like again... Robert Smith is 60, but Dave Grohl is 50. That's only 10 years apart. Yeah. But you think about like the time frame, that does kind of make sense because like the Cure 80s and then Nirvana 1990, 91, 92. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess it does make sense. It's just, I guess we grew up with it and there's such a big difference in appearance and the sound and everything. I don't know. Yeah. And I think, I think because some of it overlapped, it makes it weird. Like Blood Flowers came out in 99. So, yeah. you know, the Foo Fighters were active. Right. So it's it's weird. To, and and uh, Sugar Ray would come along. You know what? Were they active? Yeah, I think they were. Uh, Sugar Ray's debut came in '95. So yeah, so they were active, and that's about the '99 was about the time they were probably 
popular. So it's weird that all those bands overlapped, you know, to me. Yeah, they and they did too. There was so much music that came out and like that was pushed to us in that late 90s frame. Yes. That and like again, like MTV and the TRL days, like they had all the boy bands. Remember the mm-hmm. Latin pop craze that came out back then with Ricky Martin yeah. and stuff? And I like mean, were, Mark Antony and yeah. like oh, Jennifer oh, Lopez Enrique Iglesias. Was, yeah, uh, there was a tons of that stuff and the yep. boy bands. And then new metal started surging like crazy too, like with Corn and Slipknot and everything else coming up then. And then hip like rap, all these big rap stars are coming up big too. Like music was such a bigger, it had such a bigger presence of new artists back then. I miss TRL. <laughs> I remember. I can't believe I just said that. As man, a and man. like we grew up at the time watching TRL where it was like the exact same episode every day, the same videos <laughs> yes. nonstop. But we, t- oh, we tuned in. You better oh, believe we did. rushed home, like ran home to see what the top 10 was. You know, I know Backstreet Boys are number one, but I don't care. <laughs> but Carson Daly's going to have something different to say about it this time. <laughs> Maybe he'll have a different facial expression on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) He never did. He never once did. He did not. (laughs) Oh, man. And then like every like once a month, maybe two months, you'd see like a video from Korn or Deftones or Limp Bizkit or P.O.D. And like it would happen every now and then. It happened. Like I think Corn top... was like number one with like Freak on a Leash a couple of years. That's the one I brought up because P.O.D. was, Corn was. Maybe Limp Bizkit was. I don't remember. I think they were for Nookie. Prob- I bet yeah, Nookie. Exact. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that probably does sound about right because that yeah. was like one of the big things Carson Daly pushed. Um, like he was big <laughs> pushing on Kid Rock and Limp Bizkit. And oh, God. Carson Daly, what have you done? Carson, no. <laughs> Dang it, Carson. It's all his fault. Yeah, pretty much. Because like, hey, like you think about it though. Like think about how many of us like watched here, myself included, rock and metal and everything they weren't the push to genres and artists on that show yeah yeah it was like back then that was like when mtv was like started showing every other show that wasn't music but when they showed music it was nsync <laughs> yeah you better believe justin timberlake got his time on the air oh man i can't i can't name off all the nsync guys i'm not up to that level lance bass oh lance i, I think i can do it jc shazay jc shazay Okay. Justin Timberlake, Kirk Joey, Patrick. Fa- Joey, yeah, uh, Joey, J- Joey Fatone, and yeah. Chris Kirkpatrick. Oh my gosh, we did it! <laughs> it's like we like we were the first people to list off all the Captain Planet names. Here now, it. Captain Planet can come. <laughs> Man, wow, those five names have probably not been said together in a long <laughs> oh. The I I was proud of the Chris Kirkpatrick. That was the that was the yeah, hard. Yeah, I don't you I one. you could not have put a paid me a million dollars to come up with that off the top of my head. No way. <laughs> See, we're experts at music, <laughs> everyone. It takes we us a while, name, but yeah. we can piece it together and we get we it can, done. <laughs> we can name everyone in in sync. Thank you. Yes, very much. exactly. Well, again, <laughs> like that was just bolted to us, like in our upbringing. What we're gonna do? Pay attention in grade school to whatever they were teaching us about photosynthesis? Yeah. No. Nope. We had bigger priorities. Something mitochondria. I don't know. Cleus, yeah. Powerhouse of the sun. I don't know. Uh huh. Hey, does knowing about mitochondria help you with your taxes every year? No. No, it doesn't. Does <laughs> it help you change a flat tire? Yet. No. Yes. Car care, taxes, um, financing, doing your finances for your house. No, they don't help that. But <laughs> I know what... cues, <laughs> basic, basic etiquette. <laughs> no, no, they just taught us how to shut up and learn about mitochondria. <laughs> okay, here's the real challenge. Can you name 
members of the Backstreet Boys. I think I can name them by first name. I think I could do it. Nick is one of them, correct? Nick Carter is one of okay. them. Howie. Howie, yes. Kevin. Um, okay. Brian. Brian. And AJ. AJ, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got one or two, and you you came through with almost all. You came with all. Well this is done. My secret Rose. talent, everyone. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, ma'am, what can you bring to this job offer? Well, well, I don't know you. if you have this ability, but <laughs> you kick your feet up on the like the boss's desk. Here are the five members of NSYNC Backstreet Boys in order. <laughs> By age. No, I can't, oh, that's I can't do that. Okay, can't here do we that. go. No, I can't do that. I can name all the monkeys, which is more than most people can say, maybe. That's intense. No? Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. I would ne- never get that either. Joey Fatone is 42 years old. No. <laughs> Just, my girlfriend does the same thing when I tell her something. No. What do you no. mean? No. That doesn't change the fact. It doesn't make it automatically <laughs> not true. Maybe it does. <laughs> Justin Timberlake is 38 years old. Yeah, there's definitely a huge... I remember Joey having kind of a bigger age gap yeah. between the other guys. Yeah. Who else was in NSYNC? NSYNC is... Let's see. Joey Fatone. Lance Bass. Chris, Lance Bass. Chris, Chris Kirkpatrick. <laughs> Lance Bass is 40 years old. Okay. Yep. How old is Chris Kirkpatrick? I gotta know. Chris Kirkpatrick is 47 47 years old. Oh, he was like... He was was nine years older than Justin Timberlake. Okay, I did not know that. I never would have guessed that in a million years. Oh well, my gosh, some of these pictures of Chris Kirkpatrick back in the 90s and stuff <laughs> with bad. the hair, all oh, the braided hair. I want to know like whose decision that was because... Oh, if you're at your computer, <laughs> you need a Google image search. Just Chris Kirkpatrick. That's it. Chris Kirkpatrick. Why some does of Chris- these images, <laughs> oh my gosh, like I'm having flashbacks of the roller rink with pictures of NSYNC in the oh. 90s. Oh my god! And like the little ponytail. It was like popped up. Like he predated the man bun by decades. Man, we couldn't even see it coming. No, he was an innovator, and we just did not appreciate it. No, I. You know what? I need to make a video about Chris Kirkpatrick, the unappreciated member of 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 (laughs) NSYNC. Come on. Okay. Well, you had Lavar Burton. You. What's going to happen if Chris Kirkpatrick follows you? A uh, mild <laughs> excitement. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe mild annoyance. I don't know. Go way. Just, I just see one little tweet. Neat. <laughs> That's it. Neat. Yeah. Not so much. It's not Ed Sheeran excitement. It's just Chris no. Kirkpatrick. Not Ed Sheeran excitement. I have Chris Kirkpatrick excitement. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris Kirkpatrick. Oh, I like he, it. Sync. I do. He's. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's doing okay. He's fine. Man, I'm scrolling down. There are so many different hairstyles, braids, beads, hair gel for days. Do you remember those um, chain-linked bead necklaces that everyone was wearing? Especially if you were on the more side and you wanted Mm -hmm. to show them. I just found mine the other day. Okay. Show how edgy. You were just a little bit edgier. But you still made it home before the streetlights came out. (laughs) Exactly. 
Yes, I'm seeing that in pictures that Chris Kirkpatrick I'm seeing, Yeah, I'm seeing like one. the necklace too. Like it's like, they look like metal beads if like yeah, everyone's not there. It's just like literally like a metal bead necklace, like just like silver pewter ball bearing type necklace. And there's some pictures he has like three or four of them on at the same time. Yeah, he does. We, you know what? We should bring it back. You want to bring it back? Okay. We um, could do it. We could bring yeah. it back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure people... I'm. Sh- it's not the worst fashion trend. I mean, that was a big deal. I don't see why it would be bad. I just hmm. <laughs> can't hurt. <laughs> no, this is, my new, this is my new goal, my new project. I'm gonna wear it in selfies and see if anyone notices. The industrial. It looks like it would be an industrial thing. design, but this is like the pop music. <laughs> I mean, I think like Chris Kirkpatrick's like I think his shtick in the band was to be like the out there one. Like okay. The, I, I, he doesn't look he the wild clearly, one? but I know they all have different personality tropes yeah. that they like kind of adhere to. I never got which one, um, except except for Lance Bass, who was kind of just there. <laughs> he was just there. I think he the was... Backstreet Boys had more of a shtick than the than the Insync guys. Because did they? Okay, yeah, because like Nick Carter was like the the heartthrob. AJ was the edgy one. Um. Kevin was like the older, more mature one. I think they had more of like a shtick. Like okay, gotcha. So that's where all that comes from, then. Yeah, Nick Carter is kind of blends wow. together. Yeah, Nick Carter's thirty nine years old. Oh, he's still really young. Yeah, I didn't think he was in his thirties. I didn't either. Who was the older one, Kevin? I don't know his last name. Sorry, Back Kevin. Street boy, it's how he's known, <laughs> Kevin Richardson. <laughs> Kevin Richardson. There you go. 47 years old. Shout out to Kevin Richardson. From Lexington, Kentucky. That's what it's Best says. eyebrows in the business. Yeah. Wow. You're, yep. you're not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> Thinking of those image search. I have like, I have the crazy eyebrows. Like I'm aware of it. So I always notice things about eyebrows and other people. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right, man. Those are, those are no, like well manicured, like strips of black forest. Well preserved <laughs> on his face. There is nothing more ra- rock and roll than like pure black eyebrows. Yeah, and black too. Black hair, black goatee, yep. black eyebrows, crystal blue eyes. Yep. He was made for a boy band. Yes, he was. Man, yes, he was. He was genetically programmed in a lab to be in a boy band. Like I, I find now that like now that I'm with all my girlfriends, they prefer. Kevin now, but did not prefer him when we were growing up. We were all like Nick Carter fans. Did he like kind of blend in a little more because he was older? I think so. Like I think we realized that he was the older one, and that didn't fit our age, like our what we were like looking for. So, but now he's like the mature one. So everyone's like, "Oh, Kevin with his black eyebrows," you know. (laughs) See, like, (laughs) didn't they go on tour? Did they have like a new album? I feel like they did. Yes, they did. They did. They had a new single. It was called. Don't go breaking my heart. No, it's not a cover of Elton John's "Don't Go Breaking Man, My Heart." Man, they are still in the late '90s. Don't go breaking my heart. They have not updated <laughs> creativity or uh, <laughs> writing topics one iota. It's still about heartbreak, believe it or not. Man, quit playing games for my heart. Yep. Twenty years later, don't go breaking my heart. Yep. Show me the feeling of being lonely, Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. I want it that way. Yep. I, I, yeah, I was, I remember that one. Yeah, totally. Um, 
man, I remember like on TRL at one point they were about to like debut the Backstreet Boys is like new video. And I was so into it. You have to understand that I grew up with much older parents. So until uh-huh. I was a teenager, I grew up on oldies. You know, I grew up on things like the 60s bands, the Turtles, the Monkeys, the Beatles, uh, and then things like Led Zeppelin. And that's what I grew up on. That's awesome. My parents yeah. were older. And so when I hit teenagers, I'm like, I had a rebel. I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd that likes old people music. Like that was the epiphany <laughs> I had. I've since like embraced it, you know, about yeah. myself. But uh, so I got like super into like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. And I was like, yeah, new metal. I'm so cool. But like low key, I was still like, yeah, I love the monkeys. <laughs> I just yeah, don't tell anyone. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> I assure you that is still like a decent upbringing though. My mother was only into Barbra Streisand. That's it? That's it. I mean, I, I, I like Babs. Not she's, even, she's not fine. even like this funny soundtrack stuff either. I'm oh. talking about the long-winded oh, heartbreak no. songs. That was the only thing in the car stereo for her. The cassette tapes of that. <laughs> oh no! So I've quite rebelled from oh, Barbara Streisand from Babs. Exactly. Yeah, I, I totally understand. Like I tried to rebel a little bit, but my heart and the older music. So now it's. Now I embrace it. Now it's all good. I love it. Yeah, there you go. Also, Backstreet Boys did have a new album come out this year in 2019 in January. They did. Called huh. DNA. Oh. And that's that all I for... <laughs> That's got to stand for something like clever, right? A press release stated the group analyzed their individual DNA profiles to see what crucial element each member represents in the group's DNA. Uh, okay. It's our DNA. We're proud of that. DNA is also short for digital and analog. That's okay. it. Okay, that's not as clever as I wanted it to be. No, that's okay. kind of disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're talking smack about a lot of bands. Today. Oh no, the Backstreet Boys stands are going to come after me now. They are. You don't. Yep. You don't even know. They're just going to find you somehow. I don't know how they found you. But those moms now, all those moms <laughs> that like had all yep. the T- the TRL episodes taped. <laughs> are gonna come after me <laughs> like oh, you no. don't know how much work i put into this for you to talk smack about dna <laughs> i'll protect you i'll stand up for you i'll get yeah. ed sheeran on her side it's good it's all good okay there you go oh man are we gonna start like a tw- like a twitter fire between ed sheeran and the backstreet boys <laughs> that would be oh, amazing magic <laughs> i don't know like we ha- that's the type of thing where we kind of spark it then just sit back and bust out the popcorn and see what ensues <laughs> i'm ready for th- my body is ready Oh my gosh, that sounds like the best weekend ever. Just like watching the Twitter feed and seeing all these people fight each other over who's the purest and greatest contribution to music, Backstreet Boys <laughs> versus Ed Sheeran. <laughs> That's so weird. That would be amazing. Also, also I'm sorry. I thought I I know I know you had talked of for us to discuss, and I've we probably talked about it. Listen, them. hey, I told you before, we just talk about whatever. I don't care. We're still talking yeah. about music too. We talked about the '90s concerts and Ashley O, which that's true. Was, that's true. Yeah, and then we talked about Pacific Day, Day Pasadena Daydream tour, which I really, really want to go to. I'm going to it. You're officially going. going to it. I know. I'm going to it. Yeah. Dom and Heather, like they include, they live out there, like relatively close too. Too bad they don't care about the cure. How do we they get don't... them to care about the cure? Well, first of all, like I don't know if Dom's that much of a music guy, but he's, not. he's really not. The thing is, though, they went to me with to a big festival in November. You know, back in oh, uh, 
Oh yeah, called Big Adventure. They, it was like part stand-up comedy, part music, part gaming, and they had like tons of like vendors and stuff too. It was like a big nerd extravaganza, but they had a lot of music there too. Like for oh man, Modest Mouse, and they oh, had cool. um, so tons. Cool. Yeah, tons of other stuff too. But they had stand-up comedy like Patton Oswalt and Jim Jeffries and Ron Funches oh, wow. and stuff. So it was a big smorgasbord of two days of that. So they're not against it. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, though, it's the Rose Bowl. It's a big, long one-day festival. So if you want to get them into going, you would have to say, like, how about you guys just come a little bit later? You don't have to be there from when it starts open. No, it's all good. I, I actually, I, I bought the tickets. I bought VIP tickets for my nice. birth, uh, for my boyfriend's 30th birthday. So it's a it's That's a, awesome. So. <laughs> I, I like, I would love, like, if I got the shot, if I got the chance to shoot it, I would go. That would be it. That would be amazing i would love to see you take some photos of robert smith oh my gosh i know i've never seen the cure live they're yeah they're amazing and like to see them up that close you know and actually get to do that i probably would be like the little kid in the candy store going in the photo pit and everyone freaking out like what's wrong with you man be a professional and i'm like i can't help it yeah i didn't even know how excited i could be until i saw the cure in chicago and as soon yeah. as we got into like it's kind of stressful getting to the venue and getting all settled but as soon as i was like the excitement was just like yeah if it was amazing. getting into that front gate sometimes getting through security is always a hassle but once you're finally yeah. in it like it kind of set like waves over you yeah i saw um i saw billy joel at wrigley and that i saw was i saw him of, last yeah. year yeah he's that was still one of the more stressful things like wrigley yeah. oh god you know yeah I, I don't know about that but yeah it was stressful but like once i saw it yeah his voice oh my god it sounds the same it's yeah. incredible it sounds so good and he's the guy that performs like two and a half hours straight mm-hmm. yeah every night yeah he didn't care yeah. he can still do it he's 70 and, uh, yes that is i think elton john is 72 because i just saw his farewell tour i oh, cried at that one yeah. i could i, I wasn't able to go to that just because they came through st louis i wasn't able to go because i was out of town for that i would have loved to have seen that like gretchen saw that so i know and she said it was amazing oh, so yeah it was amazing and she I got the vip so she actually got to sit at the piano oh, and stuff like that right oh shit yeah that's so cool like she has showed me a picture of that oh man yeah, Elton John is 72. Okay. Yeah, that, I knew he same was around frame. 70. Yeah, same in the age group. Right. Um, yeah. I just, huge, and I just, by Elton the way, John I just, man. I just Googled Elton John, and the first thing that comes up, he's pretty much having like an online feud between Vladimir Putin and Elton John. Wait, what? What's happened? What? It happened today. New York Post, CNN, Insider, breaking news, everyone. Oh well, okay then. You hear Just, you that's heard it here. From- that's literally the first thing that popped up when you type in Elton John. All these news reports that came out today. Putin calls Elton John a musical genius, despite censoring Rocket Man. Yeah, Putin yeah. Fires- Rocket Man was censored in yeah. Russia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Putin fires back at Elton John over gay rights, and it's all about gay rights and LGBTQ rights oh, and wow. stuff like that. They're arguing about right now. I see that. Yeah. Huh. Well, good yeah, for you. Love- At least someone's fighting for Elton John. Good for you to fight stand up against Vladimir Putin. <laughs> if anyone can you. do it, it's Elton John. Exactly. We will support Elton John. I stand Elton John, man. Like his his concert was very LGBTQ friendly, and yeah. I'm the B in that in that uh, in that part. So I was really really pleased to just be in such a environment that was so great for that, and the yeah, music yeah. was great, and Elton John is great. Like he I is. Just, yeah. Fun fact. Okay, let's. Do you know what Elton John's middle name is? 
Uh, I believe it's Hercules. It is. Yes. Everything about this man is awesome. Yes, it is true. I know that's not, I don't think that's his real it's name. It's not his real name, like but if you're going to name Reginald yourself, Dwight or and, you give your name, <laughs> and you give your middle name Hercules, yes. you nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. Yep. He's the reason why I'm not like afraid or ashamed to wear glasses. True story. Like it's yeah. all Elton John. So he made glasses like a style, like a fashion sense, you know, you yes. can have more than one frame. Yes. Wear whatever you want. And they can look weird. Like, who cares? You don't have to look pretty all the time. Sometimes you can just look weird. Like, my my fashion icons and music are Robert Smith and Elton John and Trent Reznor. And so if you push that all together, you kind of get where I'm at. <laughs> might explain some things about so my So metal style. industrial clothing. Yes. Um, Robert Smith hair and Elton John eyeglasses. Yes. And, okay. and Robert Smith, like, bright red lipstick. Like that's Yeah, yeah, that there from. you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's well, how you I, get the you, pushing a Rosa style. You just found your next Halloween <laughs> costume, your cosplay. <laughs> I'm the 80s. I'm the 80s, everyone. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah, you sure are. Okay, I think after that, that's really all the big topics that came up. I know Warp Tour happened this year, like just happened this weekend because Warp Tour did a big change. But that was a lot of fun for people. Hopefully it is. Please leave a comment if you're at Warp Tour because I heard there was another rain out. Festival's getting rained out oh. like crazy now. Yeah, I know. And, and like evacuated and stuff like that. It happened to us too. Oh we no, to that's Sonic awful. Temple. Yeah, we had, like we went to Sonic Temple on day three. I want to say like we were evacuated to the parking lot for a good two hours. A lot of bands didn't get to play. So oh, that's so disappointing. It sucks, but still, like Foo Fighters still got to come. Like we still got to come back. Foo Fighters and Joan Jett still played, and that's so cool. yeah, that's so it's fun stuff like that. I really hope I, that's the cool thing about the Pasadena one. You're gonna get good weather. I I hope so. Maybe my tech curse will follow me or something. I'm like that's not weather tech. based though. And I'm, I'm I'm anything can happen. You're probably right though. That's not bad weather in Pasadena. Yeah. That's probably Pasadena in the middle of yeah. summer. Yeah, I think you, or no, end of summer. I should say. Yeah, I think you'll be yeah. fine. That's why I'm choosing Pasadena over there, Texas. Because like, come on. Well, yeah. Well, that <laughs> can't be the only reason. No, it's, it's not. It's not the only reason. But you know, like if it was purely based on weather, I'm not going texas like no hard pass yeah i yeah I, I just feel like that's a better environment too the rose bowl that's where you want to see the cure outdoors with all that lighting with everything going yeah. on there yeah that'd be huge and pixies and deftones i'm a big deftones fan so i'm biased nice yeah so hopefully i can get word on that because i sent an email to the people running it saying like how like would i apply for that one but i might reach out to my friend i don't know that's just a, that's a bunch of hypotheticals and getting that stuff it's convenient though because it's on a saturday yes so in it, theory that's not I, typical either and so it's not especially cool. a one-day festival on a saturday the tech in theory i could fly out on like a friday afternoon and then fly back on sunday yeah yeah totally i've done that before and that's pretty easy to do and they have direct flights to st louis to la all the time so yeah yeah it's just the lax really so it's not, not yeah terrible. just got to give myself five hours to get through lax <laughs> i've never i say that i'm going to lax the first time because i didn't fly into lax the first time i came to la last year but like um, Gretchen and I were going to a festival in Sacramento later wow. this year. And that's going to be amazing because I've been to this festival. This will be my third time. This will be Gretchen's first. Oh, it's, nice. It's three days, but like the layovers in LAX. So we'll be oh. navigating through that to get a find our right connecting flight in time. Just stay focused and keep your brain on the festival. 
<laughs> we can make it. We can make it, Gretchen. Don't let go of my hand. No, it's, exactly. It's worth it. It's all worth it. <laughs> that one, yeah, but that one in Sacramento is gonna. It's a big one because, like, I've gone every year, and this year it's gonna be three days. It's Blink One Eighty Two, Slipknot, wow. Tool, and a whole bunch <gasps> of others. Oh yeah, I got to shoot Tool twice this year. That's really cool. I'm and I was cool at the fan. first concert where they play new music for the first time in like thirteen years. That's crazy. Wow. Time it, flies. Oh my God. I so know. Old. I mean, I'm not old. I'm 25. We're, we're 25. I mean, yeah, we're not in high school I anymore, I guess. Yeah. I just feel old. I'm actually 25. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm 25. Everything's fine. And I'm not having a crisis. Why has no one edited our info online yet? <laughs> I've just refreshed. <laughs> Ugh. So after that, um, I just want to have, thank you again for coming on. You have an also because i do want to hear more of the monkey stories like the dirt with Jimi hendrix so we'll schedule that for later Hopefully, yeah i hope other interest. people want to hear that you all want yeah. to hear monkeys right sure you yes do. i want to hear the more Jimi hendrix s stories about <laughs> saying screw this screw the monkeys and all your fans <laughs> that is gold and that's so, what happened <laughs> please um tell everyone again where they can find you online and just a little bit about you so they can check you guys out Absolutely. You can find me on youtube.com slash pushing up roses, uh, the same name across the board for Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. And I primarily do video game videos and we're recently retro TV. So if you like murder, she wrote and the golden curls and classic Nickelodeon shows, and I'm the gal for you. Yes. Pretty good. Wealth plot. of music knowledge, but also a trip down memory lane from us growing up from everything from like um, Gretchen and I watched her Doug video. We loved it because she oh, didn't good. know it was based in Richmond and that's where she's right around. Oh, go! Cool. that's awesome. Yeah. So stuff like that too, but like so many of the classic point and click games, like the Sierra level mm -hmm. age stuff. She has so many videos on that. They're great. Please subscribe to her channel. You can check it out in the YouTube card in the top right and the description below. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Get Rocked, on the website, it'll be below, and also just on the other links for the Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe to this main podcast channel and the main channel for Rocks. Now that I have two separate channels, still trying to get that sec this second podcast channel on YouTube. Let's get to the monetization level. Thank you guys again, and I'm just going to break Rose's heart. Mark McGrath is in his 50s. No, no. <laughs> it doesn't make it not true. <laughs> I can break my heart.